Wonder former NFL star turned esports coach. I was getting the stink eye from my wife. She's like, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and one's a dad who can't stop playing Rocket League. These kids these days, they're like, blah, 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 blah. we're used to jump and run. Together, they welcome you to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. Uh, welcome to Amon Green's Gamers Lounge. I'm your host, Amon Green. How are everyone doing? Along with my good friend and co-host, John Audius, man. John, what's good with you, man? How you been? I've been great, Amon. How are you? I mean, I'm doing good, man. I just had that week. You know, you have those weeks where you've seen the movie. You're you're my age. You know this movie because I've asked this to some of my players and younger kids. They don't know about this movie, but Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Remember that? John Candy, Steve Martin. (laughs) Comedy classic, uh, the guys that must not like the movie. So. <laughs> Sorry, Apollo. Guys, it's it's a pretty funny movie. It's a comedy. Uh, go upstairs, man. Um, so if you remember that movie, you know, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You got Steve Martin, who's like a, a salesman. He's on the road before the holidays. That's what I felt like this week because I mm. went out, you know, I went out to the eSports Awards and experienced uh, an event I hadn't been to yet. So it was like me just processing it, taking it all in. And man, I gotta tell you, man, this is uh it was a pretty cool event. It's like seeing the Oscars like in its infancy stages, you know, smaller, you know, where it's you know, everybody that you know in the in the industry. Uh I saw people that are you know obviously famous in this industry. Uh Nate Shot, uh the owner, I can't think of his name right now, the owner or uh coach or owner of Optic Gaming, Texas, seeing him and they just won the Call of Duty League their team so seeing places and you know, folks like that I've been honestly seeing friends that i've been around meeting through uh, my travels with going to e3 going to san diego comic-con um going and being a coach seeing other coaches from other universities uh it's been it was so it was real cool literally everybody was there it was like a who's who of uh the video game esports uh industry you know it wasn't just game developers wasn't just esports teams and organizations you know content creators you know, personalities big and small were there. Nate, like I said, Nate shot, but then you 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 got met up and coming uh content creators that heard that know about the show and we talked about it and they they said, Hey, can we can you interview? You know, can I I would love to come on your show? And I'm like, Oh yeah, let's just follow me. Um DM me when you can. And we usually shoot on Wednesdays, but we can adjust. So it was just cool to you know get that whole experience in and the hotel. I put it on my uh, on my Twitter. Um walking into the room, it yeah. felt like the it was like my pro bowl experience where it had all this like the room was decked out with all this all this swag and it like had a big banner with my name on it and uh so if you go to my twitter mon green 30 all one word on uh, and on instagram i posted it on there too it was pretty dope so i was like i felt like that again so i was like oh man this is cool you know and i was uh, i came out there on behalf of my sponsor uh ctrl that's right up in the uh, right hand corner of the screen there so thank you to Alex and crew, Zach and Jimmy, who I met, they're all part of the ownership of uh, CTRL. Thank you for bringing me out. And I'm excited to be a part of the organization and part of uh, being a, a you know a sponsored content creator for, for CTRL. So I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to come out there and hang out and meet everybody for the team there. Um, and so it was, like I said, a great time, a great time. And it was uh, super fun. But coming back, that's where I ran into planes, chains, and automobiles, John. So <laughs> okay. I get to the airport on a Wednesday afternoon at a one o'clock, like two o'clock flight. Get there and it says my flight's canceled. So I'm like, okay. You know, it says on my app that you could go and, you know, set up your own flight. But I'm like, is it the Vegas side of it trip or 
when I get to Minneapolis. So when I got to the ticket agent, she said, no, it's the uh, when you fly. So you fly out of here, you get to Minneapolis. So they'll rebook you on something. OK, I was like, all right. So I get there, boom, get to the next book booking agent. And they said, well, it's nothing that you. So this is Wednesday night in Minneapolis, like around nine o'clock, almost 10. And then she says, well, there's nothing out tonight, but we actually nothing to straight from here to Green Bay. So we could get you to Chicago and then Chicago in the morning. We could get you into Green Bay at around 11 a.m. So <laughs> I get to Chicago and then I had to switch airlines. Actually, I get obviously Uber, uh, get to the hotel. I won't say the name of the hotel because uh, I know it's a tough business, but I'll just say this. It was not the the, the rating on feedback was uh, is going to be a little low. <laughs> Uh oh, I had a whole hold up. I walk in the I walk in the bedroom. Right. And the air conditioning unit was in the process of being repaired and they just left it out. So, you know, all the guts of it hanging out. Oh, so someone just said opened it and be like, I got to leave for a little bit. And it's they, just there. It's there. And they fixed wow. it. They fixed okay. it. But they left it there out. I'm like. And, you know, I was so tired. I'm like, you know what? You get. I'm not even complaining. I'm not even going to the front desk. <laughs> it was like that. Then I go in the bathroom to brush my teeth for the night. It looked like somebody took a hammer to the sink. Like they were doing home improvement and didn't finish the job there either. It was a oh, big gosh. hole in the sink. So when I turned on the faucet, I just made sure it was just enough water coming out that the faucet didn't pour out of the hole or the water didn't pour out the hole. <laughs> oh my God. What is going um, on? I'm just like, okay, I'm too, again, too tired to complain. Yeah. I'm like, let me just brush my teeth. It's all good. Um, and I think that was, I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's the only thing that come bad out of that. Other than that experience, I left my phone charger in the damn room. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. I get home and I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. And it was a lightning charger. You know, the lightning charger is a fire. I'm like, dog, I left my lightning charger in the day hotel room last night when I'm unpacking this morning or yesterday morning. <sighs> so, yeah, that was my uh, adventure. Great, great start of the week. You know, kind of a, a rough, bumpy end because of b bad weather here in the Midwest that, that delayed and canceled flights. But I made it here. I'm alive. So great story to tell. What about yourself, John? <laughs> uh, before I get to my story, I just want to remind everybody that basketball has been back and bet online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You're going to find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests and giveaways all season long. Yep. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing or even golf. Esports too. Head to betonline.ag to receive uh, to join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A B. Do it. Do it to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So I was with the Wisconsin women's basketball team in Green mm -hmm. Bay where they played a game on Wednesday. Yep, I, wish I, I was here for that. Yeah, I was over in your your area, neck of the woods, and for the first time ever, I got a tour of Lambeau Field. It was really cool. It nice. was really awesome to learn all the history and, and to go around. I took a picture. got to walk around in the uh, the Packers Hall of Fame. Right. saw Amon's um, football to dedicate his induction into the Packers Hall of Fame. Yeah, was, he texted me to pick. I was like, oh, I'm like, are you in Green Bay? I was like, yeah. dang it. Wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was super cool. And what I thought, one of the cool things or traditions of Lambeau Field is, Amon, when you walk uh, right before you go out of the tunnel, there's that brick 
Yeah. Um, you know, talking about like that yep. brick that I'm guessing that was part coach of the Sherman, original stadium. So yeah. Coach Sherman, that was the coach when they remodeled the stadium during that time, he took that old brick from the other side where we used to walk out in 2000. Okay. To kind of remember, you know, have a little piece of history saying, hey, this is the side we walked out of for that time. And he just brought it over. So that was his idea. That's a great, that it's fantastic. Yeah. It, it puts into perspective, I think, probably as a player when you're sitting there and there's that that plaque and that old brick and you're like, yeah. okay, this is Lambo. Let's go. Let's blank and go. And then you run out onto the field and there's 80,000 fans screaming. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. It was pretty yeah. cool. So I had, a, I had a fun time doing doing that. Okay. Sounds good. So what's up in the chat, Elliot, man? How you doing? And uh, my good friend Najah here, she's right. I never complain about hotels, so it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't give up the name because you never know. I might be working with them one day. Don't want to throw names out there. I'll just say, you know, it was it was interesting. It was it was planes, trains, and automobile level. Yeah, of comedy of uh, being in. I was so tired. That's why I was like, Nah, I'm out. I'm I'm, I'm not even complaining. I'm gonna let this thing ride out. Uh, what's up, below average? What's up, Q teammate with uh, team excluded? We're about to get into that dome rocker um what's up to bears fan 85 by the way bears fan 85 in the house and dome rocker he said he's seen avatar john so that means and he see he says you got us we got to see it in 3d because it's a stunning movie Hmm. 20 years it better be stunning i i i i I went to the first avatar in 3d and I, i think that's really one of the first times in my life uh i found out uh that i can't see in 3d uh yeah yeah what my left eye is crap, Amon. My left eye is just like not joining the party. Really? And yeah, it's awful. If if I ever left lost not to get too boring here, if I ever lost sight of my right eye, I'd be I'd be screwed. I wouldn't be able to see. Really? So, yeah. So I'm super bummed that I've never been able to see 3D movies. And so what is it like? So you don't have a 2020 vision, obviously. Not in my left eye, no. And that really? the left eye is what screws up the, you know, because you, you use both eyes for the 3D with one's red, one's blue filter or whatever. And yeah, it's never been able to I'll never be able to see you, 3D movies. You, I feel you are it, the first person that I ever heard. <laughs> it's the worst. It is. Because really? I'm like, everyone talks about it. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't care. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. I didn't know. Fun fact. You'll be quizzed later today. 100%. I don't know if anybody remember that. That is that's crazy. I never heard of that. All right, let me get. I'm getting set up here. We got okay. a good, got a good phone, man. I hope you. We gotta get that. We gotta figure that. We gotta get you some glasses that work, man. <laughs> There's out. nothing you can do. There's nothing. No, really? it's it's a connection that uh, as I was a child developing, and your your brain and your eyes develop and everything. It just really? uh, the left eye was like, nah, you're good with the right eye. Interesting. Yeah. Never heard that. Now I know. Mm-hmm. All right, man. We're bringing in um, our next guest. He is a busy guy. He is a fun guy. I'm learning, getting to know him. Um, and he does like he's a you talking about a jack of all trades and a master of uh, jack of all trades. And it's like a further quote I heard about this. It's yeah. like jack of all trades, and they say master of none, but very good at you know doing and adjusting to everything in life. That's like the whole full quote. That's not uh, canon. That's not word for word, but just saying. Um, but I'm gonna bring him in right now. Let um, me get his photo. There's his where it is. There's his picture, there and there's his name. Special guest Joey Hernandez, founder CEO of Team Excluded, that I am now a part of. Been a part of probably a little bit over a month now. 
Yeah, just about, just about, yeah. All right, I would like to welcome you to the Gamers Lounge here. You met John off uh, back screen or uh, backstage when we first got in the show, Joe, Joey. So uh, welcome, man. So you're located, I remember, down in uh, Texas, correct? Y yes. Yeah. So uh, what we do with everybody on the first uh, round of uh, the Gamers Lounge, first round of questioning, I'll say, hey, here, uh, we ask everybody, what is their gaming origin story? that got them into gaming on some level, because obviously you, you're passionate about it because you created an esports org. So what was that game? Who was it? How old were you, you know, during that time? <clears throat> Good question. So how old I was, I don't really remember. I just know that it had to do with uh, Donkey Kong on Nintendo 64. Mm. That was one of the first games I played with my mom. She was really into it. So when I played it, uh, eventually down the line, the actual, like, I would consider my first game ever playing was on the, uh, original Xbox and it was Halo. That's the first one that I really played, like fully all the way through, got yeah. into it. And then, you know, obviously inviting all the friends over and playing split screen and all that kind of, of stuff. Course. So that's what I would say would have to be the first game. I legitimately, you know, went all the way through as far as playing it by myself and stuff like that. But. I mean, I started on the Nintendo 64 with uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's the origin of it for the most part. There you go. I was first gen. So I was on the Nintendo, the, the first in the NES. And, yes. and then I had ColecoVision before that. And so it was Donkey Kong as well. And then later on, Halo um, Combat Evolved. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, sharing, we're sharing the same paths there. So you got any questions for him, John? Yeah, well, first of all, real quick, guys, here's the full quote. You said the master uh, jack of all trades. Yes. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So the Bam. full, the full quote is meant to say, like, you're better off as a person with a broad spectrum of skills as opposed to narrowing yourself, just being really good at this one thing. If you're a master, if you're jack of all trades, you can, you know, have a better impact than just being a master of one. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, the gaming origin story. I remember what I remember. The, was it the SNES? You you weren't yeah, that so young, were you? For with Donkey Kong Country. Like when I, I remember that game, when that first came out and the graphics were on yeah, the SNES. Were good. Like, Get out of town with these graphics. What is this? <laughs> they were really good. They're but really N64, good. I guess, is my question is was like the first the first system you really yeah, have you that played was, anything that was older? actually where I where I started actually like playing okay. initially. I want to say I was probably in elementary at that time, like yeah. low grade elementary. <laughs> yeah, that, you're, you're dating us right there because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll put because when you said N64 Donkey Kong, I'm like, man, I was like a senior in high school. <laughs> I yeah, think no, somewhere I was, around I, was I was in elementary at that time. Yeah. yeah. So okay. so if if um we get off the podcast today and you have time to go play a game, what is the game you're choosing that you you, you would choose to go play right now? Right now, actually, see it varies because I have a love hate relationship with League of Legends right now. <laughs> I, love I, 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 I like love it. the game and I love playing it. However, right. right now, what I've been really grinding a lot is uh, Pokemon. You and Scarlet and Violet. I've been playing. It's on my Christmas Violet, list. So, it's on my Christmas. That's list. what I've been on. Uh, for the pat well since it came out actually about yeah. a few weeks ago that's literally all i've been on myself and some of the other creators actually on team excluded have been uh in discord playing hunting shiny pokemon and stuff like that but uh as far as like what i actually really really want to play right now is league of legends i'm just waiting for their new uh new ranked uh i guess you would say league or whatever it is to come out in january it comes out every january so that's okay. pretty much what i'm waiting for but 
right now, those are the two games I've been like passionately playing the past like few months. All right, I'm gonna join you on that league because I need to know. I need to get better. I'm a coach, so I gotta understand. I do <laughs> understand. Fun, yeah, yeah, I know. I watch my players. I watch my assistant, uh, Brett. He does a good job with managing them. And ever since year one, I knew that was a game I had to get under my belt because obviously it's the most popular. And then like worldwide wise, you know, there's you know, there's the finals that are, you know, NA, Europe, Asia, mm-hmm. Australia competition. So I'm so yeah, we could do this, Joey. I'm gonna need that. I need to join you on that. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. It did uh it brings out the worst in me, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I think that all games do that. All games, uh, yeah, yeah lead a little more than most, but exactly. it's, it's fun. It's fun. All right. Uh, so headed off to the next question. So now, like I say, you're a founder, CEO of Team Excluded. So what what made you? Uh, I think I re, I didn't write that off. I was writing fast. So why did you? Know, why did you create um, Team Excluded? And mm-hmm. what was your kind of your, your your idea from it once you decided to go into it? Yeah. Okay, so building it out initially when uh so i used to race competitively right i used to drag race and in doing that when i started nice. uh, one of the biggest things with a lot of the brands i was working with i was partnered with uh, airlift nitrous express and even uh mopar for a little while when you okay. do that it kind of one of the biggest things that kept pushing me was you need to build a brand you need to build a brand you need to build a brand and then that's mm-hmm. when i kind of uh created the alias excluded joey just for whatever reason and then in doing that down the road, I said, you know what, let me, uh, uh, you know, obviously I had all the, the original people from team excluded. We, we kind of mm-hmm. sat down and said, you know, what's the best route for us to take as a, a collective, as a group, as a, you know, family, as a team per se. Right. And when we created it, it kind of gave them a better, uh, marketing stance to companies. So they would reach out to other companies and be like, Hey, I'm a part of this team with this person and now they're able to get their sponsorships and their partnerships with their own, uh, their own vehicles and stuff like that. So initially that's what we had started as. And then what we ended up moving, uh, gravitating towards really was we realized, you know, I'd, I'd come back from different events in Houston and Dallas and all that stuff. And, uh, we'd get back and we'd be on, on, on Xbox at the time and playing, uh, Warzone when it originally came out and playing, mm-hmm. Uh, just any game that we really all, you know, got together collectively and played. And, you know, we, we sat down for a little while, a few months and talked about it as far as what we could do and how we could do it. And then, um, you know, it took a few months of planning, getting the logo, right. The original mm-hmm. logo actually, and then putting everything together, getting all the legal side of it as, as y'all know, the whole legal aspect of things is difficult. Oh, yeah. And then, um, once we kind of finished it, uh, we, we launched in, uh, as the as the car side of it in 2019 and then a few few months later actually about a year uh december 2020 is when we said you know what let's let's fully convert over to a a gaming organization brought on some players brought on some content creators and just uh continued that grind essentially continued working continued trying to uh, be the next uh, best organization in in the the esports scene and in doing that we kept uh you know obviously bringing in more and more uh creators more players you mm-hmm. know we we have a staff as well as social media managers community managers um graphic designers video editors and all that stuff that that are all on salary and when we look at that whole aspect of it it kind of uh put us in that position to continue on the path of an esports organization but expand to like entertainment in general mm-hmm. you know, now we're working with recording artists with their merch and booking 
Uh, we have a podcast now, which actually Q is a part of and working to gravitate towards more podcasts down the line and, and doing a lot of different, uh, I guess you would say different spaces in the entertainment space where, where I feel that we can execute efficiently. Nice. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. very cool. I've got uh, some questions about that. But Go first, ahead. one of the things before we get a little bit more deeper, one thing that really stood out to me is you just said you were drag racing yes. before you started Team Explorer. <laughs> right from the jump. Yeah. yeah. Drag racing. So, okay, number one, how long had you been drag racing and what speeds did you get up to? Like, how so, fast? Uh, yeah. I started, let's see, I want to say sometime in 2018. Um, that's when I initially had gotten my challenger. Um, it was a scat pack. And then, uh, basically one of the biggest things I, I kept hearing in the whole, and if you're in the Mopar community, you know, that there's so much, uh, talk with like, oh, well, you know, if you don't have a Hellcat, it's nothing. If you don't have a Hellcat, it's nothing. Yeah. So then I set the goal to myself. You know what? I want to have my scat pack. I want to build it to embarrass Hellcats at the at drag strips and stuff. So Ooh. in doing that, I started working out, you know, networking with different companies just like Nitrous Express and stuff like that. And uh, we ended up doing a full build on my car. We ended up, uh, I mean, it, it really was not the same car after. So we basically took everything out. We went forged internals and everything like that. We right. threw in a hundred shot of Nitrous. We cammed it, headers. Uh, we had a really, really aggressive tune on it. And then uh, basically when we started, it was, I want to say sometime in 2018 ish is when everything kind of started really rolling for it. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going just about everywhere you could actually, I want to say it was probably 2017 um, and basically going to all these events. Now my fastest time at the track um, was actually one of my last times running. Uh, it was in uh, Houston at Lone Star Mopar Fest. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a great event every single year. Um, it was a 10 8 at 163. And Man. That, was, that was the the fastest time I have not been able to break that. Uh, obviously, I don't have the car anymore, but uh, I right. basically uh, I, I wanted to aim for 10s. That was the biggest thing. And it actually leads back to Fast and the Furious. I always wanted to be able to say I have a 10 second car. Um, Ooh, yeah, that, that was, was the thing. But yeah, yeah once uh, once you have a 10 second car, you realize it's not all it is. Uh, it's fast, but it definitely. I mean, I would go through gas just about every couple of days. Um, I would get, I would get about <laughs> yeah. six seven miles to the gallon, and on 93, that's that's a, a hefty price every couple of days. And right. it was my daily too. I didn't have a a daily car for it, so I was you know at red lights just shaking the whole time because it was canned and everything. So. <laughs> It, it it definitely got more annoying than anything. Yeah, that's oh, man. crazy, man. I, now, real quick, I, I had another car question for you, but yeah. you have a team. I got I got a car question too now. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. John first. Okay, so I've always heard <laughs> um, that like a Tesla in ludicrous mode will like outperform a lot of any. Yeah, engine, is that yeah. have you have you been able to to get behind the wheel of a Tesla? And is that I have is that not? True? I have okay. not. I've raced the Tesla. Okay. Um, I raced a, uh, what was it? It was the, I think it's the P1000 or something like that. It's supposed to be like their most high-end, fastest Tesla or whatever. Okay. Um, I raced them in a buddy of mine's car. So there was a guy that I was racing with. There you go, P100D. Uh, I was racing, this was actually in Houston as well. What we were doing, um, I had a buddy of mine that had a, a Hellcat. It was a very, very well-souped Hellcat. And he could not... Um, do his his time that he wanted he wanted a low 10 
Okay. So he couldn't do it. So what ended up happening, I said, you know what? I'll make a bet with you that I can beat your time in your car. So <laughs> when we did it, um, we, we, we basically set everything up and we put, uh, I ended up lining up right next to a Tesla. And then at that point it turned away from screw the time that I want to beat. I want to beat the Tesla. Cause that Tesla had been smoking everybody the whole day. Yeah. Um, yeah, none, needless to say, I did not win, but um, <laughs> I did win the bet, but I didn't beat the Tesla. This is Tesla's their 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 immediate torque. Um, they 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 come off the line so much more quicker than um, than anything that you could possibly think of. Man, they are ridiculously fast, um, especially off the rip. Like off the line, his sixty foot. I mean, it it had mine beat from the very beginning, and that that was just a. Uh, I mean, you like just in this video, like you see it, that's a McLaren and it's not yeah. uh Tesla's or something else, man. Yeah. Um, and, and you kind of answered my question. Cause I was like, can, you know, can this be in an electric car and you're, you guys and John, you were reading my mind. So here you kind of hit it. I was, that's where my brain was going. Knowing that, you know, gas powered vehicles, obviously this is something that's been going on drag racing for a mm -hmm. long time. And now that electric cars are now the, the new, uh, I say not. A, it's not a fad. It's not going anywhere. I think it's great that it's here, and we got the, we have the option now to go say, oh, I could go electric. But my question was, like John mentioned already, can electric uh, be about that life? But I guess it is. It can with certain vehicles, but obviously, once you get into like the uh, the hyper cars and all that kind of stuff, it kind of it, it starts to not being as fast anymore. When you look at like a Cohen Sagara. Or mm. uh, even if you have a fully built GTR, I mean, you're looking at easily. I mean, there's uh, I have actually a good uh, buddy of mine. His name's Giddy. He has mm -hmm. the uh, well, I don't know if he still has it. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but uh, he had the world's fastest GTR at a six second, 240. I think it was a uh, quarter mile. Um, and that is ridiculously fast. I was gonna say that's where your face might be going. Like, yeah, that, that, right? that is that is 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 very close to uh, what is it? What are they called? Uh, funny cars, I think, is what they're called. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean that's that's just uh, ridiculous speed, in my opinion. Man, so we're literally gonna shift gears onto another <laughs> question here. Like, like how I threw that in there. And so the whole quote that I had that John ended up looking up the whole jack of all trades. This is the reason why because. My man Joey is also a firefighter in yes. his part in his other time when he has time in the day. I don't know how he does it. So what motivates you to become a firefighter? As yeah, well? so actually it was a funny story, actually, how I how I stumbled upon uh, being a firefighter. So uh, initially, right after high school, right, I graduated at 17 and I kind of just wasn't doing anything. Didn't really, right. you know. I didn't feel like I didn't want to go to college. I already had that in mind. I yeah, didn't want to college do ain't for everybody. Yeah. Um, so once I finished, I kind of went into the uh, what am I going to do kind of mode, right? So once yep. I took some time off and went through uh, about about a year and a half, basically, of just not doing um, anything, really, I kind mm -hmm. of happened to stumble upon my uh my aunts who ended up knowing a assistant chief of a smaller department and they set it up for me to go have a meeting with them see if i liked it i went uh they ended up throwing me you know immediately onto onto a truck obviously not doing anything but they let me go with them to a few calls and stuff like that and i immediately you know fell in love with the whole aspect of it um and in doing that i uh I, I, you know, I grew that I got the what they would call the fire bug. You know what I mean? I ended up just loving everything about it. 
uh right after that this was in august of 2014 and in october of 2014 i was already in the uh in the fire academy they they sponsored me to go to it they sent mm-hmm. me to it uh went to the fire academy finished and then uh in 2016 uh or actually yeah 2016 i ended up getting hired by the department i've been at for the past uh however long it is now six years um and that's where i've been at i mean i, I love everything about it so far nice. So obviously it's a really good job. I love my schedule. My schedule is unmatched to any career in the world. Yeah, you told me that when we were talking. I was like, oh. yeah, it's 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 twenty four hours. It's it's not a, not for everybody, but we do get to sleep. It's not twenty four hours that you're awake the whole time. Right. Uh, we get to sleep. We have showers. We have kitchens, beds, everything. We have a you know a living room and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a house. Um, so are you there now, or this is your place? No, this is my place. So the way our schedule works is uh, when I'm at work, obviously I'm at the station. There's none of this uh, like on call kind of stuff like, oh, let me respond or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, We go to work. We have to be at the station. You have to be at whatever truck you're assigned to. That's where you're at for 24 hours. And then obviously when you're off, you're off. But I mean, I work nine to 12 days max a month. So that gives me more than enough time to run the organization and, you know, do all the other projects I'm working on on the side. Nice. Oh, man, that's awesome. So good guy. Uh, from the chat, this last week game I covered uh, fire fire simulator team. Is it is it on key? This is from Dome Rocker here in the chat. Is firefighter simulator on key with being a real firefighter? If you've seen those the trailer. Yeah, so actually, game. I've played that with some guys from my shift. Nice. Um, a lot of my guys on shift actually play on PC, too. So when we, we heard that there was a, a game coming out, we kind of said, you know what, let's let's try, you know, so. Yeah. Um, we tried it out. It's accurate to an extent. I mean, you have obviously, you know, the uh, one of the biggest things that we always laugh at is is the hoses have like no limit. As soon as you connect it, you kind of take off and you can run around the building 10 times. And well, it takes happens. time. It takes yeah, time yeah. for the water to come through the hose. Yeah, right? So yeah. it's kind of like, uh, you know, doing that part of it and then doing the uh, uh, the fire attack and all that kind of stuff is pretty much on point. Um, if Obviously, the, there in the game, you don't really feel the heat, but nine times out of 10 in the game, I see a lot of people. I mean, I've done it too. You just walk in. Yeah. Um, I tend to do that in person as well, even though we're not supposed to, but uh, there's times when you, you walk into it. You better start doing that, Joey. You better yeah, start well, doing it. There's times when you Please. walk into it and it's kind of, uh, you feel it like, okay, you know what? This one's a little hot and you get a little lower. So, correct. Uh, you know, that's kind of the overcompensation, I guess, of it. But, uh, for the most part, the game, if I had to give it a rating on it, I'd probably say accuracy-wise, it's maybe uh, uh, 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10. So it's, okay. it's there, but obviously it takes the, the realism out of it, and there's not a lot of, uh, um, I guess you would say, it's not fair. You know, you can't really show it in a game, the accuracy mm-hmm. of it, right? But yeah, uh, it's it's up there. It's not not too far off. Yeah, I would say with the heat, obviously, that's like a whole nother, um, I say experience, if it VR or full you know immersion where you could get to that level where you actually feel heat you could feel the water you could feel whatever you the weight of somebody you might have to carry out mm-hmm. or hack it down a wall you know i've had a few friends that are firemen firefighters in the united states here so they kind of tell me how the training goes so yeah it, yeah I, it's, I it's work okay yeah definitely no it's definitely <laughs> work no there's no doubt about that no doubt about that so uh um this week team excluded so i'm i'm part of the team crew now and a lot of the content creators from Team Excluded have been doing um, charity streams. So uh, with that, what was your the idea of you deciding, you know, having this and everybody do this a part of the team, uh, part of the org, and what are some of the charities 
that we're, we're helping out this week. You can uh, explain to the, everybody in the chat and everybody that's listening in. Yeah. So um, I initially came up with the concept of doing it about two weeks prior to us doing it. So mm-hmm. when I talked to you guys, I think it was, <laughs> oh, like wow, two that was weeks quick. Before. Yeah. That's a really quick um, turnaround. When I, when I kind of talked to you, remember I talked to you guys about, I think it was in the beginning of December when I talked to everybody. Yeah. I remember uh, it was text. right after Thanksgiving. Uh, that is when I got the idea the day before I got the idea of like, you know what, I want to do some charity stuff. Uh, I do it at work, obviously, all the time. And I kind of said, you know what, I want to be able to do it with Team Excluded. So I said, you know what, let me let me do my my magic. Let me make it happen. And then basically, you know, getting all the creators that were interested. And then obviously, like I said, I even uh, went as far as getting creators that aren't even a part of the organization. I just opened it up because at the end of the day, like I've mentioned to everybody, it's not about mm-hmm. uh, it's not about Team Excluded. It's not about me. Uh, it's about the charities we're raising money for and, uh, you know, having that invite to invite, you know, all the creators that have been a part of it so far. Um, it's been doing really, really well. I mean, we we beat our uh, weekly goal that I had in mind. We ended up we're we're above that by uh, what is it now? Uh, Fifteen hundred, I think it is. Oh, nice. um, and we're awesome. on track to hopefully hit uh, five thousand total this week um, today. So, you know, just doing stuff like that. I mean, like I, I do it at work all the time. It's kind of a second nature, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. Um, but when I wanted to put it all together, it, it really just happened about a good two, three weeks before the actual thing. Yeah. And it's, and usually things sometimes, I mean, glad that that worked out because sometimes planning, it takes planning on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but to have it, you know, be a, a home run on the first swing is uh, is a good thing. And now we got something to build off of. Mm-hmm. I love doing yeah, I'm, I'm already planning to do this again next year. I want to just continue it annually at Charity Week in December. So that's my my game plan for it. Yeah, um, I was excited to do it. Last night I did uh, the Palm Valley Animal Society fundraiser, yes. and uh, that was fun. Um, I think I ra- I got I set my first goal for 100, got 110, uh, and I put a second goal in there for 200. I'm, we didn't get quite up there, but that's okay. We're going to you know still you know grinding it out. And I think tonight or today. On Team Excluded's uh, Twitch channel, it is Toys for Tots. Yes, correct. So yeah, we got that going on. And then my, I think I mentioned to you, I'm gonna be at the mall. Something I've done with my teammate, former teammates, and my friends now for the last ten years at a local mall here in Appleton, Wisconsin, just south of me, about thirty minutes. Um, we do the Toys for Tots. Um, we sign autographs and make sure some of the funds that we, you know, we we build from that signing go to Toys for Tots, get toys out there for kids, and so they can awesome. have a good, a good and merry Christmas. So, um, so we're gonna transit. We got one more question for you, and then we're gonna get into another fun segment. So, what's next down the line for yourself and team excluded? What's uh, what's what's cooking? What you got cooking in there? Yeah. So um, next year, I have a lot of different uh, plans going out for some uh, investor meetings, and obviously trying to expand into different, uh, mm-hmm. areas. You know what I mean? We we're working on a, uh, this is actually the first time I will say it publicly, but we're working on an energy drink. Um, we're nice. working on some different, Ooh. uh, yeah, doing more in-house stuff with the merchandise and stuff like that. You know, we're, we've been outsourcing it for the past while, which is great. It, it works out great, but, uh, uh, I want to start moving more into the, uh, in-house aspect of it, not only cost effective, but, uh, being able to really fully manipulate the the merchandise that we're putting out and do exactly what I want, how I want it and have it in person and not wait for like a sample to get here or whatever the case is. Um, and then sure. obviously lots of content, man. I'm, I have a lot of plans for all the content creators and uh, a lot of stuff on esports. Uh, our Halo team should be playing in February in Relay, North Carolina. Yeah, Raleigh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, looking at that, I'm looking to get into Rocket League as well, looking to get mm. into... 
uh, some other games as well. I want to I want to really really expand this year. Our Apex team is actually I have a meeting with them sometime this evening. Um, definitely looking to compete in ALGS as well and uh, really just expand on all fronts from content, merch, um, esports, podcasts. Like I had mentioned, we're we're looking at an office space here at a tower that we have locally um to basically be the new headquarters of it if hopefully if things work out down the line with some of the investors we have but uh kind of put our headquarters in a building where it's kind of you know secure for the most part Mm -hmm. uh, do some in-house podcasts we have a whole room already kind of specced out that we want and uh uh, we have a separate room in that room to do podcasts and stuff like that so lots of cool things that we want to put together and then obviously a lot of the stuff that we're uh, looking to do i'm looking to bring all the creators out here a few times hopefully planning to do uh, mm-hmm. a team excluded day for the creators and the community to all link up in uh, one city which we're actually planning in kansas uh, or kansas city nice. um kind of neutral to everybody but just little stuff like that lots of lots of growth lots of plans this year to con- continue uh, uh expanding and and growing the brand and and you know obviously bringing in the right people with creators staff and players you know what i mean there's there's a lot of aspects that come into uh managing just the entire network of what team excluded is so there's so many different uh you know people that i have to work with on a day-to-day basis i'm always talking to the social media manager always talking to the creators always talking to players and kind of just trying to uh intertwine everything so i make sure everything's running and and operating smoothly that's that's my role is to make sure everything's operating right and obviously, you know, be the face of uh, the organization on the business standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, with brands, you know, I have a few meetings as well with uh, some brands coming up in January as far as a uh, partnership goes and uh, just stuff like that. I want to make sure that, you know, we're we're basically operating on all cylinders and, and you know, full throttle all 2023. Well, you know, full throttle. You used to, you used to race. So you, yes, you got so. that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's still plan. there. That's still there. And uh, I say expanding, you know, bringing me in, you know, sending an email out to me few months ago um and to bring me in and and then have the creators that you're talking about doing things down the line i see you gotta you got that you got that entrepreneur uh drive right there you gotta have that you know being an esports org founder and ceo so joey thank you for answering some of those questions so john where you want to shift gears you want to go you know get it going with some this or that or hit some of the quick hitting news bites what's up i'd love to i'd love to why don't we quickly go through some quick hitting news bites because i want to hear um everybody's opinion here on on some of these these stories i think they're pretty cool stories for the gaming community all right that's what we'll do then me uh hit the tab there get out of there and then pull up we're gonna go oh wait a minute we got your stories you wanna go your stories first john sure. yeah, yeah yeah let's do that all right let me plug it up here give me a second okay and you got a fun one is this the mr beast one yeah is so i want to start hear with what everybody thinks of this one, uh, including you, Joey. So I don't know if you saw this, but this goes down, guys. This goes down tomorrow. Oh, are you are you there? Yes. Yeah, he's there. Okay, okay. So this goes this goes down tomorrow. Um, from I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I think here from 12 Eastern to 3 Eastern, as Mr. Beast Extreme Survival Challenge runs on Fortnite, and and basically the top player with the highest score will earn. One million dollars. Fortnite players get ready. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like we're offering a million dollars for a top score on one day in a video. Like this is this is just a crazy story when you think about just how how cool it is for for normal gamers, Fortnite players to to be able to earn that type of money. That's crazy. Hey man, that's that's awesome. That's, that's uh, the Mr. Beast brand, though. I mean, he's yeah. he's always been doing some crazy things these past few years. I've I've heard of him. So obviously, he's a Fortnite player, content creator. Obviously, no, he's, um, he's a, a regular content creator. He does no, a lot he, of YouTube stuff. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. No, okay. that come on, he just gives away crap like all the time. He just gives <laughs> no, money. No, to people. He gives away houses, cars. He gives away oh. money. Um, he does like challenges where you know leave like, your hand on the plane and whoever last keeps the the jet or whatever. Like he he does some crazy things, man. He he. <laughs> I've never I, now that hey, where's he? Hey, I need to get in one of these contests that he does. That, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Because I, I could, I could literally, you mean, put your hand on something and just hold it there, and yeah. if you're the last one standing, oh, that's easy. I could do that. I could do that. I want to get use the restroom? Hey, 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 I'll just pee on myself. <laughs> I just let I mean, it. You think about it, you know, peeing on yourself or you know or a, a jet, jet. It's kind of, kind of a, a no brainer. Only only question I ask is he's going. What's about maintenance? Because ha- having a jet and maintaining it throughout the years ain't no joke. You pretty much have to have a job to do that. So I might maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna keep track of this though, because to have I'm gonna tr- keep track of Mr. Beast because I heard his name but I never really knew his uh his stick. You know I knew he was a gamer, um, but I didn't know he's on this level. I'm gonna pay a little bit close attention because he might do something. <laughs> I'll be like I'm in. I'll be like I- I'll do that. Cause I'm a challenge guy. You challenge me just about to do anything. I'm not, you can't embarrass me that much. I will do just about almost anything to win something. I have my, I do have my limits, but he's speaking up. He's barking up the right tree in terms of me here. So, so by the way, that's active that Mr. Beast extreme survival challenge. You can go practice. And then tomorrow, like I said, from noon Eastern to three Eastern, uh, see if you can go win a million bucks. Uh, real quick, my other news story, and this is something I'm on that I think is a game changer. You tell me what you think, Joey, is uh, we all know Call of Duty, right? We all know uh, Call of Duty. But Call of Duty apparently is coming to the Nintendo Switch, and there is an agreement um, to try to be on there for at least a 10-year commitment to release Call of Duty games on Nintendo platforms. Uh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think this means, not only for the game, but for those players, uh, you know, with the with the Nintendo Entertainment, uh, with the Switch. Man, I know, Jory, you play. I know a lot of, I know Q, he plays it. He's in the chat. He's a Call of Duty guy. Is it Warfare 2? Did it say yeah, Warfare? Yeah, that's a new one. It is, it's a... Uh... It's interesting. I mean, they're they're finally adding Warzone to mobile as well. Um, So, I mean, they're they're doing a lot of good things. I personally haven't really played a lot of Call of Duty. I mean, I always buy it every year and I tell myself I don't know why I buy it because I'm not going to play it. Um, (laughs) I think that's a lot of a lot of people out there. I I don't know if if it'll um, I mean, they're they're making the pledge to bring it to Nintendo, but I don't I don't think Nintendo will jump for it. Yeah, because they're a family. Uh, I don't see. Yeah, you see, like I don't yeah. see this ever going through. I I don't yeah. either, only because of uh, Nintendo's stance on wanting to yeah. keep everything to them, like Nintendo, like their own uh, brand per se. Correct, correct. And their brand is family. It's kids. It's yeah. It's uh, it's fun games, cute games, you know. And they and they kind of that's their they cornered the market on that, and mm-hmm. 
this game obviously is Call of Duty, and we already know what it's about in terms of the definition, the plot, the co-op, the multiplayer, um, the survival side of it, the Warzone side of it. So yeah, this would be different. Um, definitely for and then for the Switch graphic-wise, if you're not on the TV, you know, it's not plugged up to a TV. Just the on the handheld, what the graphics is going to look like. You know, that's the biggest. Question. I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of a game changer. I mean, you go back to right. like the PSP that was ahead of its time. So I it think was. it 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 uh it has that that I guess you would say potential to be something great. But I I just don't see Nintendo jumping on it. Yeah, yeah. They, this is a little bit uh in a different direction. I would say. Um, in their in their uh, business plan of things mm-hmm. on how they do it because every every week and I think it's a couple games today on game releases that will hit that are, I think Nintendo that's going to be on Nintendo and it's more fun you know like Pokemon things like that so well let me say this real quick for, for yeah. my final thought on this and yeah. I, I think you guys are, are better experts of, of trying to figure this out than I am and even even some of our you know Twitch uh, listeners and people watching online I will just say this I, I remember we had this story, Amon, that Call of Duty, the, the most recent version, made like $800 million or something in the first three days. I don't mm-hmm. remember the exact number. I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, that's that's a crazy amount of money. So, right, so right. From, from that perspective, I, I wonder why wouldn't Nintendo want to try to get a piece of, of that? True. Um, yeah, true. They've got to be careful, you know, right. you know because... <laughs> The majority of their uh, fan base that are consumer base that that buys the games are not in this ne- uh, you know in this game category you know genre yeah. mature rating on the game good mm-hmm. game you know Call of Duty it's a good game but obviously for it you just gotta be you gotta be mindful you know the leaders of Nintendo they always seem to get it right in terms of what they know to do we got uh what's this the the mod says they would compete with Fortnite Overwatch 2 and Apex that are already on Switch yep. Those games are there, and but those games, like I've been saying, they are more cartoon esque games. You know, it's not the, mm-hmm. the splatter. Yeah, the, splatter. Dad mod played that played that perfectly. I mean, that's yeah. Fortnite's already on there, and that's going to be a. I mean, you look at Fortnite compared to Call of Duty. There's there's that same competition they've been having for the past few years. So right, it just varies. Yeah, it varies, varies. So they gotta be, yeah, they gotta walk lightly. And make and it put some really good thought into it. So, uh, but no, great thing to find out. Uh, interesting, very I say interesting from Nintendo standpoint. So, uh, headed on to my one of my news bites here, crew. Um, get it here on the screen. So we got Guerrilla uh, Games is confirming that it is working on Horizon Online co-op game, and so um, the studio staffing up the project, which is going to let players explore the majestic wilds of horizon together so that that means they're actually putting a call out so i I clicked the link here right here in the first part of where it says 17 jobs so they have boom you go to gorilla games uh www.gorillagames.com to join and then join and then these are the jobs available to help bring in the co-op so if you got any graphic designers that are in the chat right now anybody listening you might want to go to that website and you get you so this and these jobs went up in the last three hours. Okay, people, hmm. this is they they're they're really trying to not really trying, but they are working on putting a team together to get the co-op gameplay or at least get it. You know, I say finished a proper way. So go to that website, check it out. And the only question I bring up, guys, and chat, everybody could chime in is when you talk about adding something because I haven't played the game yet. I I, I this is a game I want to play. 
is that's what I heard uh, from the graphics, from the trailers. Mm-hmm. It's a game I want to play, and it's on my Christmas list. And so, what I've learned though with games that haven't done things yet to add to their game or companies, they said, okay, we want to add this. So, adding something, just be careful. Like we were just talking about, do you want it? Will this take away from the graphics and the other work that's been put in to make the game great? Or will this be something that they will hopefully it does mesh in smoothly? So that's the only you know thing you got to be at. What, what, like what we were just talking with Nintendo and Call of Duty. So that's the only thing I bring up here is, you know, how, you know, and what it's going to look like. And make sure they have, I say, the bodies, obviously, because you don't want no crunch time in a mm-hmm. scenario to pop up. But then also <laughs> you don't want the game that is a great game to now lose that fire, that momentum that is picked up from the previous games and DLC for the game so hopefully you know that's where i i, I pose that question you know is it will will it still be that great of a game guys <clears throat> is it the uh the same game or is it a, a new one is it the it, original one it, it's the it's the new <clears throat> one along with some with some dlcs that's going oh, okay, to be okay, added okay. to it so and you know in terms of the job part of it they said they're looking for uh experienced and passionate senior combat designer to help create variety of machine enemies that are spectacular and challenging and memorable to fight in the co-op um, game mode. And they uh, also have said Gorilla has announced specifically addressed the online project is set in the Horizon universe. Um, and they got the post here to uh, d- that goes into that descri- d- description of that. So it's the new game that's hitting them, hitting the shelves. But like I said, it's something where you got to you know, be mindful of what you already mm-hmm. put out there, which is a great product um, and that you don't want to mess. You don't want to think too much about it because I'm, I'm coming from a world of football where, you know, coaches overthink things sometimes like, oh, let's do something a little different here. Let's put come on, let's go put you at quarterback, you know, <laughs> or let's you go. You go be the punter for this play, you know, and, but it would have worked. I was a good punter. I, I'll just say that I averaged 40 yards in high, uh, per kick in high school. Just saying, just saying, <laughs> but no, there's um. Just say you got to be mindful of uh, what you're going out there. So that's why I posed the question to y'all about making giant uh, big changes to something that already works. Where you where you guys sit on that? Go ahead, John. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I, I I think I think you're right, Amon. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's. Uh... It, I mean, it, it could benefit them and it could hurt them at the same time. I mean, if the if the multiplayer is not what it's meant to be, or if it's not working, it's going to hurt them, obviously. Uh, but if it does really well, then I think it'll bring a whole different dynamic to the game and improve sales. I mean, it's it's already a really good game single player. Right. Uh, I bought it actually originally with one of the other owners from Team Excluded. Uh, we bought it. We were like, oh, yo, you know, we'll play it. We'll play like the co-op campaign together. We'll finish it. And then we found out it was single player and we were kind of just there like, damn. All right. Well, we'll try it out. So uh, I guess in a sense, I mean, it could work out. Hopefully it works out. Yeah. Hopefully it works out for them. Um, I'm excited about the game in general because like I said I haven't played it yet, but I'm ready to go with it. And with the DLC, the burning, I think it was burning shores. Yeah. Burning shore expansion. That's on the new Forbidden uh, Horizon, Forbidden West. That's out. So I'm excited for all that. So now, Joey, are you ready for a fun game or conversation? It's not. I mean, it's considered a game. Maybe it's a conversation of this or that with us. Are you ready? Yeah, for yeah, that? yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's get into that right there. All right, from our chat, people participating in the Discord. <laughs> putting some good ones in here so it is football season so we got the first one coming off the top rope here 
it's a football-esque one here for you. John, I'll hand it to you so you can take it away. This is from listener Chupampa. By the way, if you have a suggestion for this or that for the show, send us a message on our social media or on our Discord, and we might be reading your question on this or that. So from Chupampa, Ed Reed or Troy Palamalu? Good luck. Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers. So. Okay, oh, that's a good one. I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to go Ed Reed. Ooh, fantastic. The U? The yeah, U? I'd have to go with Ed Reed on that one. Yeah, I played with both of them. I'll say this. Troy, Malapalo, uh, Troy Palomalo, excuse me, hurts when he tackles you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it is like running into it. You ever ran into it? If you ever run into a tree stump <laughs> or, or a, a corner of a doorway, that was Troy. That's how Troy feels to where your sciatic nerve starts acting up. You're like, God <laughs> bless America. What was that even? Is he even human? Um, but both great players. And I say I like Ed because he doesn't hurt. He, he's not a big guy. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Troy because he brought the thunder uh, when he hit people. What about you, uh, John? Uh, I, I'm okay. So I'm going to go with Palomalu just because he's got, you know, the hair. And like you said, yeah. he was always known for those big hits. I brought up both their statistics, um, just to kind of compare 158 right. total games for Palomalu, 174 total games, uh, for Ed Reed, uh, interceptions, all Ed Reed, 64 to 32 touchdowns, seven to three Ed Reed. Um, so Ed Reed, I think has like the numbers total tackles, 646 for Ed Reed, Ooh, mm-hmm. 783 for Troy Palomalo. So he has them in total tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll go Palomalo just because of, uh, he hurt everything else. Yeah. Yeah. He hurt. Then we got the uh, dad, dad, my three says I'm biased. I'm sticking with weapon X, Brian Dawkins. Oh, he's a Philly fan, Eagles fan, but we were blessed to watch three of the best safeties of all time. Yes, we definitely were. I played against all three of them. Um, Brian Dawkins, he didn't hurt as much as Troy. Um, he did <laughs> so, like the trash talk. He was a trash talker. I love that you base you base, base this off well, how they tackled, yeah. how they made you feel, basically. Yeah. I didn't have to yeah. worry about Ed because he was probably probably uh, right a little bit over uh, 200 pounds. I think Troy was like 230, 225. Oh, really? And he okay. was five. He wasn't six feet. He was like 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, five, he was a tall 5'11". Let's just say that. And he hurt. So he was a problem. All right. Next one on the list is a fun one right up my neighborhood because I'm a Batman fan. John. Okay. So okay. this is from Eeyore. Which one is better? Batman's group of villains or Spider-Man's group of villains? Hmm. What do you think here, Joey? Uh, I'm actually a Superman fan. So I'm going to stick to DC and say Batman's group of villains. <laughs> yes. Yes. Diabolical bunch there. What about you, John? Okay, so let's let's kind of list all these out. So Batman's main villains, Joker. Joker, Joker, right? We yep. start with the Joker, Riddler. Who's who's next on that list? Uh, Penguin, Harley Quinn. Okay, yeah. So some yeah. of the classic villains, and then there's the newer villains. Okay, how about Spider Man? Who's his classic? Classic uh, Green uh, Green Goblin. <laughs> green Goblin. Uh, uh, Doctor Doc Ock, right? Yeah, Doc, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Um, Doctor Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. This, this to me, I grew up loving Batman as well. So I, I think Batman, Joker, you know, when that movie in 1989 comes out and Michael I Keaton, think, yeah. yeah, I think I'm 10, nine, 10 years old. So that was Jack really Nicholson. influential for me. So I'll go with a group of villains from Batman. Yeah, you already know where I stand. I got a yeah. Batman tattoo on yeah. my left calf. So it's, <laughs> it's Batman's villains all day. I just, the only problem I'm having with Batman, I've always do, 
is just kill Joker, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> just just put a bullet in him. That's it. Write end a comic it. to end it. I'm pretty sure there is a comic. I think he does kill Joker or Joker has killed him. There's been some comics out there. You just got to find them. But overall, just take, just take them out. But they know how it works. It's, it's peanut butter and jelly. You mm-hmm. can't take Joker out because without no Joker, there's no Batman and vice versa. So I'm like, though, just kill him because he'd be doing terrible things if you read the books and the movies. <laughs> he's he's not a good bit. He's a he's a too good of a villain. When you're too good, where people don't put a bullet in you, that's when they, that's when you know you're a really good villain. All right, here next, <laughs> next on the list, that <laughs> chat uh, we got some good. So oh, this is great. Some good eating going on here from Mad Max. Mad Max asks baked potato or garlic mashed potatoes. I'll go first. I'm going garlic mashed potatoes all day. Baked potatoes are fine and you get to put everything in it and you just add like fat and calories and crap and it tastes fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you make it um, from being really good for you to not really But what, good but what essentially you. are you doing? You're taking a potato and you're mashing it and you're adding seasoning and flavor to it. I already got that with my garlic mashed potatoes. Somebody did that for me. I'm going to mm-hmm. go garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah. All right, what you got to do, Jody? Uh, I'm from Texas, so I'm gonna have to go with baked potato. Mm. Yeah, I would have to say we, that we do that with state. a lot of a lot of steaks and stuff like that. So I'd I'd have to go with the baked potato. Yeah, the mashed a, potatoes are good though. Yeah, I think it's a restaurant down there. There's nothing but baked potatoes, and it all has their. It's like a subway for baked potatoes, where you put your ingredients on the baked. Oh, potato. really? Yeah, I think I'm, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, Nutty SP says. Garlic mashed potatoes, baby reds are the best way to eat potatoes. And for me, I, I'm kind of, I say I like garlic in general. And so garlic mash, you had me a garlic mash there. Um, who, put the, who put that in there? Chapupa, was it Chapupa? Oh, no, it was Mad Max. Are you talking about the stuffed baked potato factory? I think it is. I think it's, and it's a Texas chain. It's no, I've seen yeah. it nowhere other place. When I used to live in Houston, you know, there's no other place there. Hmm. All right, here and 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 I was right. Joker did die. I knew Joker had died. Some finally Batman, that Batman put him in, put him in the ground. Hold on, Joker dies in Batman number one. Yeah, like the very wait. They kept bringing him back. Is that the very first comic book of Batman? The Joker (laughs) dies. I don't know. No, no, no. I think they got different storylines. That might we could check. He could uh, Dad Ma could let us know. He could let us know. Uh, All right, next one on the list here. Oh, oh, we're just talking about some of these systems mm-hmm. here on the show. Here we got PS. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm, I'm taking your fire. Oh, no, it's fine. I, got, I, got, I was getting yeah. excited. Uh, PS1 or N64. Listen, I, I never owned a PlayStation, so I'm going to go N64. Mm. Mm-hmm. Joey, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't I never owned a PS1. I didn't start until PS2. Uh, I did have a Nintendo 64, so I'm going to have to say Nintendo 64. Gotcha. I'm I'm, I guess I'm one of both in here. I have I have, I have the PS1. I remember going, this was when I was in college, my freshman year. I was the guy, you know, you got to have one on every team, you know, the person that will go do anything for the team. So I'm in my dorm room and me and all the freshman football players are, you know, we're in there and we're like, hey, man, you know, who's going to get the PlayStation? You know, we all put our money together. You know, it was like, not, it was only like a hundred bucks then. I was like, hey, I'll, walk, I'll go get it. I said, give me the money. I'll go grab it. Went to the Walmart. Or no, it wasn't even Walmart. It was, uh, God, I think it was Fedco. Remember Fedco? Was Fedco in any of, in Wisconsin or Minneapolis, John? It was an old oh, department man. store. 
Was it? You remember Not that, that I place, Fedco? No. Right. So Fedco, I went over there, picked it up, gave it back, and I think we had Madden and like Tekken or something, and we just played it all night. So we got some good games. So we got N64. Look, sound like it's ruined. I'm the old head in the in the bunch here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm a, I'm gonna rep it all day. So, but that PS1, I got a PS1 in, my, in right behind me, behind the storage door. Uh, don't have an N64. I do have a, a Nintendo GameCube though, sitting up in the the store is nice and clean and ready to go. All right, last one on the list, and I went a little. Um, it's food in some countries, but not here in America. I know that. Well, I don't know. It might be in some parts. Here you go. Oh boy, this who comes up with this? Did <laughs> this you was me. With- I came okay, <laughs> this one's from Amon. Eat a tarantula or eat an eel. Because you can't oh. eat an eel in sushi, you know. It's- wait, so wait, are these being prepared, right? I mean, we're not doing this raw. I, I, if you go to sushi places, they have eel. On okay, rice. yeah, so I'll go yeah. eel. Who's eating tarantulas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, I hate spiders and tarantulas, so I'd have to go with eel. Okay, hey, I've had the eel. I'll go eel too. I don't know what exactly a tarantula will taste like, but you know what? I'm one of those guys. I will try it out. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not with it. We had a. Uh, uh, this is actually a funny story going on tarantulas. We had a uh, apartment fire. This was like three years ago, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, an enclosure with uh, some tarantulas. They had like three or four or something like that. Ooh. And uh, they were like, "Oh, we like I need to get my animals right." That's all they told me. I need to get my animals. So I'm like, "All right, cool. Let me go get the little." Encl- I'm thinking it's like little guinea pigs or something. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, no, like it's uh, once I bring it out, they're like, it's tarantulas. And I just I let it go. I dropped it. I went, took everything off. I'm like, I'm making sure I don't have anything on me. Uh, They weren't in the enclosure. I think they got out. So they were somewhere inside, I guess. And I was like, nope, I'm not going back in. Uh, I'm going to stay right here at the truck. (laughs) Uh, That's one of the only things I won't deal with. I'll, I'll, I'll do snakes. I'll do everything else that you can think of. But I'm not doing any sort of spider tarantula. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well you kind of you're on the job you can kind of put that out there let, let people know oh yeah man. oh man well that was our this or that and joe you still good on time we still got a couple yeah, of yeah, things yeah. to do okay i just wanted to check that with you first so we got game releases coming up here so if you can hear that it's time for the game releases game, game releases, releases. Oh! there you go doggy dog there john you're up first on your okay. game releases sir so what's All the right. first one we're starting with? Is we it got your uh, high noon, I believe? What is this one? Nice. High noon. High, high on life. Noon. High on yeah. life. High on life. I'm sorry. Okay. So this, like, I don't know if you can turn that down just a little bit. Um, yep. Turn it down. I turn it down. Okay. You. So I, I I saw this on Instagram. Someone saying like this might be my favorite video game already, and these guns like speak to you. But this is from the mind of Justin Rowland, according to Steam. Comes high in life. Humanity is being threatened by an alien cartel who wants to use them as drugs. It's up to you to rescue and partner with charismatic talking guns, take down Garmantuous and his gang, and save the world. Yeah, so these guns talk to you, but they talk to you like rated R talk to you. Like oh, they, sure. they swear at you like like if you hit the pause button, like it, it comes back like, why'd you blank and hit the pause button? Like, what do you think? It's just that I'm a blanking gun. Just blank and shoot me already or whatever. I it's, like it. It's crazy, man. It looks really fun. Yeah, Matt Stout said he is. Oops, let me put that in there. He's playing this game right now. So it came out earlier this week then, huh? Yeah, it came out a few days ago. Uh, a lot of actually Lions has been playing this, the whole uh, uh, charity stream in the mornings. 
I did see that. I was like, wait a minute, this is yeah. So it's 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 definitely not for kids, but it is definitely an entertaining game that I'm looking to potentially buy probably today and play it. <laughs> I already got my man ER in the house. He says Waluigi here. Uh, high on life, new Gotti. LOL. Game of the year? You think game so? Of the year, yes. Oh, potential. Hey, he's a gamer. He he owns Gaming Generation. It's like a mom and pop uh, GameStop, and so he is. If it, if he says it, it's pretty much tight to the wire here. Nice. He can, he can, he's pretty good at judging games here. Oh wait a minute. Let me turn down volume on one screen. There we go. And get ready for the next screen. Okay. Oh, so uh, next game here. Yeah, High on Life is one of those games. Uh, my other game. So, by the way, I should let you know, Joey, the way I pick games uh, on this is Amon sends out a list of games, new releases, and I just mm-hmm. pick them based on either if I'm really interested or just based on just the, the title. So I'm basically reading a book by its cover kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Panda Punch. So I just pick whatever sounds kind of cool. It's actually a puzzle. This is once again from Steam. A puzzle platformer game in which you have to control a red panda and save the world from evil alien robots so it's side scrolling here um i don't know my first impressions when i see this is it this looks like something that i would have loved on the super nintendo yeah this bring back memories as a kid i would be down for this yeah i'd I'd play this as a kid i wouldn't i wouldn't play this as an adult though as an adult okay yeah Yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah too easy or too simpleness uh yeah it's a little too simple i think i get bored of it pretty pretty easy that's why I like games like League of Legends, where it's always changing and you have to kind of like think, you know what I mean? Strategize what you want to do. Um, For sure. Uh, yeah, that bad. one just seems a little too too simple. Yeah, yeah this that is the, that old school way, like where you just kind of like, how do I beat this boss? What do mm-hmm. I, how do I get over this? Like, what am I doing here? And you just keep going and going, like, figure out the patterns and everything. So that's Panda Punch. So apparently, it's Panda Punch's things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love your comment there, John, by the way. All right, next game we got a game that everybody knows of, and they are doing a nice little rendition of it. It's the Witcher Nilfgaard's 3 here. The in the Turn East. that volume down a little too Mainstream loud. So this is a DLC of uh, the last one that came out on regular gen um, Xbox and PlayStation. So this is the next gen update for the Witcher 3 um, Wild Hunt. So it enhances for a new generation. So you got, the, as they say in the story, leading into the, the great plot of this storyline. It says, behold the darkness of, of the world, of the continent like never before. That edition, this edition of Witcher 3 Wild Hunt has been enhanced. Numerous visuals and technical improvements implemented with the power of the latest console generation and modern PCs in mind. So including fast loading times on console, a vastly improved level of the detail graphics are better a range of community uh, created mods so that means if you're a graphic artist you get your mods in this game a brand new new mod brand new mods developed for the edition of the game and real-time ray tracing and more so getting real technical there um the, the one i've downloaded to my series x digital a few months ago was uh it looked pretty good so i guess they they feel it wasn't to that level and now they did the big update here and i know there's a lot of a lot of uh, rumors about the tv series too for this game too so that was another reason i wanted to talk about it um that it's, it's something being worked on um back onto netflix so i think henry Cavell is gonna still be my man uh i can't think of his name now i should know his name um 
And but I think he's backed out of being Superman. I did hear about that. He's not to uh, something. I think he's still he will not. By the way, he will not be returning to the. Yeah, Witcher. yeah. He oh, he will not. That. Oh, it was the other way. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. I knew it was one or the other. It was one of the, what he's been up to. Yeah, he's was, he's not returning as Superman, and he's he's not uh returning as uh, I forgot his name from The Witcher. Uh, somebody knows it. Was hmm. somebody in the chat can help us out with that? Ger- Geralt, Geralt, of- Geralt, Ger- Geralt. That's what it was. I knew okay. it was a G. I was thinking a G. All right, Geralt. So I okay. So it is not Witcher and it's Superman. Oh man, he must get busy with life, which is a good thing. <laughs> I think he's made enough money to chill out. You know, he's been Superman for over a decade. He's good to go. So I, I found my fun game of the day, which was, uh, which is, excuse me, not was, but is Little Gator. Oh, I get God. Little Gator going on. Oh, got, you hear the music oh, there? There's a little wobble gator running around there. I love um, it. I love it. Uh, embark on an adorable, yes, very adorable Discover new friends and uncover everything the island has to offer. Climb, swim, glide, and slide your way into the hearts of many different characters you meet on your travels. So this is developed by Mega. I said Wobble, didn't I? Is Mega Wobble is the developer publisher? Is Platonic Friends? So you got a fun little game here. You got a little. Uh, I say little. You got to take pictures. You could take pictures there. You could hang out with your buddies. It's almost similar to. I say Animal Crossing, you know, you got an Animal Crossing feel here, but you are a gator. And I don't think uh, walking on the electrical lines is safe, uh, but you can skateboard, you can hang out with your buddies and talk. To, so me and Joey, you, John, we can all you know, jump in this game and hey, this would be a team excluded night, Joey. <laughs> Everybody can make their character and go ham on it. It definitely <laughs> looks intriguing. Yeah, so single player. Yeah, oh, a single player. Sorry, man. Oh, that's not. Boo. Yeah, no, never mind. Austin. Yeah, we can't do the we can't do the team thing, but you can enjoy it with the uh, NPCs in the game. So check out uh, Little Gator. I went off the name. That's what I did. I did a John. I did a John. You know, John just, <laughs> yeah. He, gets, he, he sees it. I saw the name. I'm like, Little Gator. Okay. I'll tell you what, fine. that first little intro there with the silly music and the gator waddling around. I'm like, let's go, Little Gator. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm 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 behind this guy. All right. So in, in Nutty SP, no, it is not multiplayer. It is it's a single player. So I'm like, oh man. So that's all NPCs you're hanging out with. I guess you gotta be imaginative as a kid. That's why it's probably not an adult game. So little kids, there you go. You can uh imagine all you want by yourself playing single player. All right, that's our game releases of the day of the week. And so now we wrap up this show with Andor, man, we've been talking about that. So let me get off to what's on stream here. Get the uh, uh, sorry, excuse me. It's time for what's on stream. All right, so Joey, me and John, we've have. I don't know if you watched Andor. Have you watched Andor? I have not. On okay. Plus. So let so, me ask you this before we do it: Are you okay with being part of this conversation, or would you rather not hear about the details and spoilers of deep episodes in Andor? Um, frankly, I, I've never cared about spoilers. I ruin stuff for myself all the time. I haven't finished Game of Thrones and I already looked up the ending on YouTube. So it's, I mean, not Game of Thrones, uh, God of War, sorry. God of War, okay. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, I, I ruin stuff for myself all the time. So spoilers don't really hurt me. 
Perfect. Yeah, so, okay. so we are, we are, we have so much in common, Joey, because I'm the same way. I don't get messed up by spoilers. It's nah, like, I'm like, still gonna watch still, it. Yeah, I knew, I knew how it. Black Adam ended before I, I, uh, I saw it. I didn't care. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> how too. I got Dad, Dad Mod has it on point too. I love to ruin it for other people. Oh my God! So John, as I get the video ready, go yeah. ahead and uh, give us your your recap. Okay. So where we last? Nakarna Five or Nakarna? Yes, Nakarna Five. So where so, we last left you in episode seven is yeah. Andor got arrested for absolutely no reason. He's kind of literally try, trying to stay. Trying, literally, he did nothing, and this uh, like droid arrested him. So he was trying to stay low after all the the whole rebel stuff. Um, so he so in episode eight we find out that Cassian is sentenced to to six. I'm I have a little echo. I'm going to mute something real quick. I'm on. I'm going to mute your computer screen. Check check check. Um, so Cassian is sentenced to six years. Because basically some imperial soldier said, go arrest this guy. And now he he didn't do anything. And he's being thrown in this vehicle. He's handcuffed. And you kind of go through his story about what's what's basically happening here. Also, um, Cyril. Remember Cyril? Yeah, um, Cyril, the, yeah, the guy that's trying to track him down. Trying to track so, him down. Yeah. He's still trying to process you know, that whole thing of what happened with he and Cassian. But now... This the the lady from the Imperial. What's her name? I'm on. I'm I'm horrible with names at this point. I'm, I'm just like, saying. I'll, I'll check her down. I'll check the name. That down. lady. They just showed her on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that lady. I'm awful with names. I gotta get better. All my descriptions, Joey, of all these episodes are like the lady and the guy. Um, yeah. So this woman from the Imperial Force wants to shut down the rebels. So. Um, She's coming hard though. She's coming off the top rope. Yeah. She's coming in. So to me, this is this is what's interesting about episode eight. Basically, I love the last, you know, when they finally did the heist uh, in episode six and then episode seven. And now we get all of a sudden this this whole twist, like, wait, now, now, now he's going to prison. What is happening with this series? Like, where are we going? Are we going to have a prison escape next? Like, is this the next big thing? And I I love where it took us in episode eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, potentially. Um, will be that you know it'd be a big uh breakout or whatever um and it's just funny because now they've been looking for andor for all this time and now he they got him and don't even realize they have him you know I, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the whole this the whole little comedy behind this the irony uh her name is uh deidre mior that's the name of the imperial okay. uh commander right there deidre her character name her actual actress name is denise go Gu. Um, so Deidre, um, Captain Deidre Mior is on a rampage and she's like, she kind of humiliated. If you remember the scene when, when they were handing out assignments of who's going to take the case, basically, on where is the rebels getting all the uh, Imperial uh, hearts that they were looking for that Andor had. Um, and so she basically kind of beat out her one of her uh, co-workers there to get the job. But she's coming in hot off the top rope. You know, she's coming in hot taking guys out, trying to get guys arrested, doing investigations and doing what she needs to do to make, obviously make herself look good, but obviously bring a, bring an end to the rebel uh, alliance trying to build up. But we know that's not going to end. And that's the beauty of this, you know, seeing this, um, this series and seeing this episode where they, they're, they're coming in hot, but, ah, uh, but it's like, you got the guy, you don't even know it. Pay attention. No. And, and what's, so what's interesting. So they take him to this prison uh, and basically he's there forced labor, but he's innocent. Um, and they have that shock kind of collar or whatever on him. Oh and, man, that was so bloody right there. And they shock him and he like, you know, 
gets this weird like it shocks him basically. Oh, he's that's paralyzed like pretty much. He's pretty yeah, much paralyzed. paralyzed. And that's level yeah. one of three. So basically, they can kill these prisoners if they don't listen at any moment. And that's what they show them right away is, hey, listen, you're going to listen or this is level one. You don't want to get to level three. And so everybody listens. Um, and here's a comment I made in episode eight, Amon. Okay. So they have all these forced labor prisoners that they're just making up BS sentences for so they can put together these parts, which I assume, are they building the Death Star? Potentially. Uh, potentially. Yeah. So and I then, guess the people who made the Death Star and conquered all this epic space stuff, right? They make this huge, massive um, weapon. Couldn't figure out some sort of advanced automation production line that they needed to use <laughs> like prisoners. Like, come on, you're in space and you got this huge planet you basically constructed and yeah. you can't figure out advanced automation through... You have to have real people do it. Come on. Yeah, but this always this goes back to Anders' sentiments. You know, he said this in Rogue. I watched Rogue One over the weekend too while I was okay. traveling, just to kind of do some background. And he said this in the beginning. He said this in in some of the early episodes that the Imperial is so arrogant. You know, they gonna they think they're so big and bad that they miss some of the little details. Like you could walk in, like he says, you could walk in, eat their food, they won't even know. You know. And this is what that's why they are missing these little details. You have one or two people that are trying to like Deidre, like Cyril, that are trying to get a hot on the case of Ander and other people that are trying to be rebel um, defiance and build the alliance. But they're still missing the whole picture. That's why eventually they get their butt kicked. It took them, you know, it takes 50 years, obviously, mm -hmm. from the time the Jedi uh, get taken out to now where the Death Star is being potentially built. And that's what I'm kind of thinking, too, because the pieces are you know, very, I think, foreshadowing for myself, the way George Lucas and now whoever's writing and directing the stories now, they're trying to put that in there. So I, I like that part of it. And so, Joey, you say you had started this or you not started it? I have not started it. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, if you've seen any of the Star Wars, Joey. <clears> I'm actually not that big of a fan. You know, no, no, okay. no, but have you, you know seen what? any of them? Thanks. Have you seen hey. anything Star Wars? Thanks for being on the podcast, Joey. <laughs> Talk to you later. Have <laughs> you seen anything Star Wars? Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a few. Yeah, I mean, actually, okay. I'm not gonna lie. I love the game. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, the new one, the Jedi yes. Fallen Order. Last, one. The, yeah, the Fallen Order. I, I beat yeah. that thing. I got now. I just got to do DLC that they've been putting on it, and I can't wait for Jedi um, Survivor that's about to hit. here in 2023. So <laughs> you you know the whole idea of Star Wars? Yeah, right? yeah, the, yeah. The battle between dark, light and dark jedis the force and all that so knowing that this this series is just a little different take you know it's not yeah. the usual um there's it's very few is there it's no lightsaber scenes john right there's no lightsaber i have not seen a lightsaber yet yeah, i haven't seen a lightsaber yet so that's one thing no lightsabers um maybe one scene maybe coming up we don't know haven't finished it all but we will soon so yeah it's just a little different um and if you've seen rogue one and you see of uh, new hope and you see Empire Strikes Back, it's all that that time span between uh, between um this uh, Revenge of the Sith to Empire Strikes Back. So that's kind yeah, of where Star Wars was a little before my time. Yeah. And you're it not was, one no, it was ahead, popular sorry. before I was uh I think it was popular before I was born, so I don't know. There you go. You're a little kiddo then. And it's gonna be popular for after you're gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they got yeah. that franchise locked down now. Oh, they got it 100 percent locked down, man. Just you know, he so once he sold it for a billion dollars, he's good. Lock it in. All right. So uh so next week, 
I think we're going to wrap the show on that, man. Good job, John. Or John, you got well, one one quick thing with episode uh, nine. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh, nobody's I, listening. Yeah, that's the name of it. Mm. Okay, Wish, real quick. Here. here are my thoughts on that with episode nine because we're getting yeah, we start it. to get really good. Yeah. Uh, number one, my first question I wrote when I'm watching: Why is Andor always looking around suspiciously? All right, notice that when you live that life, you got to. I guess so. You have to I guess live you. that. You are a spy. You're not even. Yeah, you're like spy, double cross, double agent. And you don't have a job. You're not. He's not. Even, he's like the James Bond of the galaxy without a, without. <laughs> yeah. Without a job. Without getting paid. At least. At least James Bond. We think. We think he's getting paid. Andor doesn't. He's just like. Well, he I got just paid the next day. Yeah. yeah he he got, did get paid, and he, he got arrested. Paid, he's he got thrown in jail. All right. So my other thing is, so they bring in Bix for questioning on this this whole rebel heist. And they did and that cold-blooded. That was cold-blooded. That was cool because they, they went to another place here in this in this series that Dr. Gork's device is yep. really, really sinister. Mm -hmm. So basically, they make them listen to like the final moments of dying children. That's it's cold. insane. That's like, I heard, I'm like, what is Star Wars doing? Jesus. Um, but back to when I said, couldn't the couldn't the people who invented the Death Star and this whole advanced uh, space civilization figure out advanced automation? Uh, Cassian answers that question in episode nine, where he says, quote, we're cheaper than droids and easier to replace. Exactly. So that's the reason they went there. Also, in episode nine, we start to hear about a rumor that they fried about 100 prisoners on a bridge. On another floor, on another uh, part of the, the uh, prison. part of the prison, yeah, yep. because they found out they were talking about them escaping or making trouble or something, maybe, I don't know. Um, then the leader guy tells him to, you know, just keep your mouth shut. Just keep going forward, do our time, blah, 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 blah. But, um, that's that, that, that bridge frying thing escalates us as we get further into the episode. Yeah. And that's where the whole title of the episode, nobody's listening because they're talking amongst each other as the inmates and they can be basically be talking about <laughs> getting out of there, which, yeah. you know foreshadowing is uh what they're predicting to do and you know once they get get the story uh i say moving along so um, yeah so the final thing i wrote in episode nine just to wrap it up is right. they, they talk about like how many guards are in each level so i'm like do we have a prison break episode coming up here soon like let's go we already have let's the height let's have a prison break like i'm really enjoying where they're taking this series yeah they're doing a good job and so diego luna who is cassian the actor and writer of this series. So he's done a good job uh, placing that. He also was executive writer or executive producer on uh, Rogue One as well. I watched, mm. When I watched that, I watched the credits and he's on that. His, uh, fing again. his fingerprint is on that as well. So he's done yeah. a good job of doing gal galactic spy movies pretty much and movies and yeah. series. So uh, can't wait to wrap this series up. We're on episode, we did a seven or eight and nine today. So we got 10 and 11 next week. And then We'll wrap up with 12 in another few weeks from that point on, John. So, uh, and Joey, good job. Um, thanks, Joey. Yeah, thanks yeah, for, yeah. Thanks for hanging out and uh, putting up with our geek talk of Star Wars. And now, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, we're all we're all in that neighborhood anyway. Um, yeah. So, thank you also for being on the show today, man. Tell I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and also, and I say thank you again, you know, for bringing me along, you know, reaching out to me to be a part of Team Excluded, um, be a content creator there to grow with everybody you know i definitely know q and yourself and i still got a few other members a lot of other members to meet here in the next year and i can't wait till we get a chance to hang out together and do more gaming and socializing and all that fun stuff it's gonna be fun 
a lot of things that gamers with people thought that we didn't do. We didn't socialize. Yep. And see, it's different now. It's way different. <laughs> We've been knowing that for a long time. So, uh, John, good job today, uh, giving everything, all your love and feedback for the show and chat. Thank you for participating in this or that and some of the questions that we threw at Joey and ourselves. But continue to watch. Uh, I say Andor so you can help us out uh, if you need to, because we're going to probably need some help because we fit. We forget actors and actresses names sometimes <laughs> on the show here. But uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think it be should be Wednesday. We should be good, you know, unless we got something come up. If not, pay attention. Jump in the Discord. And that's where I put uh, some of the, the wrap up and recap of the show. But also, if it is a new different day than Wednesday at 11 a.m. here on Twitch and YouTube, Go into Discord first, you know that, but then follow us on Twitter and Instagram. My Instagram is Green 30 all one word, and my Twitter. And also the Gamer Lounge is Amon Green's Gamer's Lounge, and it's on YouTube and on TikTok. And so, John, let everyone know, everybody know where they can find you on social. Yeah, absolutely. At John Audius Radio on Twitter, right below me. Spelled right there, J-O-N-A-R-I-A-S, at John Cast Podcast on Instagram or Twitter as well. And all by right. the way, I just talked to Joe Burrow's father today. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Burrow, who's investing nice. in the uh, Pro Volleyball Federation. So we talked about that. We talked okay. about Joe Burrow and everything like that. So it's pretty fun. Nice, nice. And John and Joey, I got some of your stuff rolling, <laughs> rolling under the screen. Where else can they find uh, you? On yeah, man, just uh, teamexcluder.com. Just follow the organization. Nine times out of ten, if it's with the organization, I'll be a part of it some ways, shape, or form. So uh, teamexcluder.com, you can find all the socials there. All right. And like I said, we have a charity week going on still today. We got Toys for Tots. And Joey, real quick, let everybody know who's streaming on Team Excluded today for the Toys for Tots. Uh, today for the organization page, we should have uh, Fats XOXO, who's one of our community managers for about two hours. And then Ooh. we should be having uh, Hawaii's Yeti on from uh, the rest of the evening. So they're doing a little later streams. I'm actually going to try myself to be online today in a few hours. Uh, that way I can hopefully, uh, uh, I just fixed it because the schedule kind of went a little off track today. So we'll see how yeah. it how it goes. Okay. Sounds good. And so everybody tune over to Team Excluded GG here on Twitch to uh, see the shows at fundraising, watch the games, participate, and donate whatever you can. Any little cent helps uh, in Toys for Tots and uh Hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend. Got a lot of football ahead of you. Uh, World Cup action for the World Cup fans. We got the third place game going on and the finals game between France and uh, who was that? Uh, I know it's France. What's the other team? Let me look it up real quick. Go real fast. Who's fast? Who's Argentina. Fast? Argentina. Messi. That's what it is. We got Mbappe and Messi head to head in uh, Sunday at I think it's 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Man, it's an early championship game, but they're they're on the other side of the world, so that's what it is. We got to put up with that. But no, it's gonna be some good. Uh, I say soccer or football depends on where you at on the planet. You know how you said I love the uh, Peyton Manning and Beckham commercial with the Frito Lay's. Hey, I I love it. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna have to take a look at it. It's pretty good. Google it. It's on YouTube. It's uh Peyton Manning and your boy Bended like Mr. Beckham. Um, there, so we got some Argentina fans in here, Sergeant Maul and Nutty SP going for the Argentina. So, hope you enjoy your World Cup, enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back next week here on the Gamers Lounge. Peace, brought to you by Bet Online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sneak that in there, John. Good job, sneak that in. Mm -hmm.